The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Being Bumo, a podcast for the modern parent that wants to be the best version of themselves while being the best parents they can be for their kids. We'll be spotlighting parents and experts who are not only inspiring, but also willing to share with us how it really is. Because as we all know, parenting can be equally as rewarding as it is challenging. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. We've all heard the saying, don't mix business with pleasure. But what if you run a business with your partner or work with your spouse? Or have you ever thought of starting a business with your partner? Might seem convenient and easy, but as we all know, it comes with its own set of challenges. So today I wanted to talk about the five commandments of running a business with your spouse. Some of these commandments you may agree with and some you may not. And I thought I'd bring on a power couple to chat about the subject with me. Their names are Anne and Jordan England. They're the co-founders of a company called Industry West, which they founded in 2011. Industry West creates modern artisanal crafted furniture and decor with an emphasis on high design. I'm personally a big, big fan of Industry West. We actually furnish all of Buma work with Industry West Furniture. They just have the most beautiful, elevated, high quality pieces. So I want to know what is the secret to maintaining a healthy relationship in a marriage while running a business with your spouse? With that said, here are the five commandments of running your business with your spouse. Hi, Anne and Jordan. Welcome to the podcast. Christelle, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to, to be chatting with you guys because first of all, we haven't seen each other in so long. And I, I feel like we just have so much to catch up on. I agree. <laughs> so backstory of how Anne, Jordan, and myself, we met, um, which is really random how this all happened, was Jessica Alba was obsessed with kind of your company. And I think it was In Favor of specifically. She was like, hey, um, have you heard of this company In Favor? And I was like, I haven't. And she's like, I follow them on Instagram. I love what they're doing. And uh, and by the way, Jessica Alba works, um, she, she's a part of the Bumo team. So that's how this all happened. But we we're looking for brands that would kind of align with Bumo. And she was like, I don't know. I was like, do you know them? She's like, no, I don't know them. I was like, well, why don't you just message them? You're Jessica Alba. And she messaged you guys. And then, um, and then I messaged you guys and we all just, I don't know, fell in love with each other. And that's how we all started our relationship. Right. Uh, we were on our way out to LA and was like stopped by the office and was like, like okay, what, are you, what cool. do you do? Here's what we do. And that was that. Yeah, yeah. We all met up at Jessica's office in honest and it would, it just felt right. Right. Like it just felt like the vibe was there. And since then, um, you know, Ann and Jordan has been a part of Bumo. They pretty much, if you walk into Bumo, it's Industry West. Like it's an Industry West showroom, basically. You know <laughs> so what's sure so you know funny is that when people come into Bumo and because we get so much foot traffic in our center, because we're like right in the middle, it's such a large space. People just come in, right? And they're like, what, is this a furniture store? Well, what is this? A lot of people actually come in thinking it's a furniture store. And I was like, well, no, we, but we might as well be because it is an industry West showroom. 
It's funny because um, when I saw the photos of the completed installation, like randomly on social or something, I was like, that place looks amazing. And I was like, oh, that's actually. (laughs) And then Joan has DM'd me and said, I think we may have just sold a couch for you guys, like for real. Like somebody came in asking for it. Or anyway, I was like, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because. It, people are attracted by it because they see it and they're like, wow, it's so beautiful. What is it? And then, so the furniture actually does bring the traffic into Bumo as well. So thank you guys. Of course. Yeah. That was one of the original things that we kind of connected on was like the, the importance of space yeah. mattering and the design details, um, even for, you know, kids and families. Absolutely. So before we go into today's topic, which is, I'm going to call it the five commandments of running a business with your spouse, um, because it's something that I find really fascinating, something that I haven't mastered, but obviously you guys have. So I have a million questions for you guys, but I would like you guys to talk about kind of how it all started. For those of you that don't, are not familiar with Industry West, they are just a powerhouse and they're I don't know, your selection of pieces are so, so beautiful. Um, So I would just love for you guys to talk about the beginning days of where this idea came from, how it all started, and um, how you guys got to where you're at. Absolutely. Um, I can kind of take that, I guess, and talk through back to 2009. And having been married for a couple of years, uh, we're just looking for furniture for our house and just didn't feel like there was a lot that was was kind of at the beginning of an industrial kind of the Addison bulb look and that kind of that look and feel of, of industrial furniture. And there just weren't a lot of vendors uh, online that were selling much that was affordable or even kind of had moved in that direction. So we started looking around the marketplace, found a couple of uh, factories overseas to produce a couple of pieces and brought them over uh, with our limited budget. And real quickly, people were kind of interested in these chairs and stools. And so we threw them up on eBay before there was, you know, Shopify or it was easy to get up on Amazon and it just kind of like took off. And then from there, it was just like, I think we have a real concept and started traveling internationally and really trying to forge relationships with um, European factories, Asian factories, spent a lot of time on the road the first couple of years, building out the collection, uh, kind of developing the design aesthetic, and then really looking to solve the problem that was, you know, affordable, high quality and quantity furniture that was kind of leading at, uh, in the kind of the aesthetic and the first couple of weeks in the business, it was kind of like, we were starting phone calls. Like, can I get a hundred of those? Can I get 50? Mm. And there weren't really anybody who was doing just pure play digital and furniture, you know, 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, Bear had just kind of started up. And so there was a real big opportunity back then. And we kind of seized it and, and uh, have been kind of going from there. And was this pre-kids or? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. We were so, married in 05 and Elizabeth, our daughter, who's almost eight, was born in 2013. So this is all, all pre-kid days. Yeah. Got it. So you guys were able to like really run with it in the beginning days because obviously there were no kids in the mix at that point. And right. there was a bit more risk. Uh, you're able to take more risk, right? During that time. I mean, like you think about things coming together perfectly and like hindsight, you can kind of see it, but I was in the real estate industry and is uh, an ordained minister. And so she was working in a church in Beaufort, South Carolina, a tiny town. And I went into work in economic development, ended up getting shut down. It was the, the middle of the recession, 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. 2009. And I had started this in 2009 as like a little side hustle, which is now part of like everyday jargon is like your side hustle, right? Yeah. So everybody <laughs> has a side hustle. 
And it really was that. And I got laid off and literally remember sitting on the dining room table with like resume, you know, resumes getting put out to places and conversations trying to find another job in that terrible economy. And I said, you know what, let me really put full time into this business. And if I can be making as much money the first three months as I was doing working for this uh, public private partnership between the government and the, the counties in that area, um, then I'll then like, let me try this. And she was like, okay, you've got 90 days. So <laughs> otherwise we need the cash. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and it, it took, didn't take that long. So it kind of kept running with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, not having kids at the time, already having a lifestyle, it was based on like a low, you know, income level that region like really helped, but like, you know, to give you the runway you needed to kind of yeah. test things and keeping your lifestyle low and your burn rate down was just like the perfect time in life. Like it would not be as easy today, of course, to do something like that, but there are other things popping up through, you know, COVID that people have been able to start businesses in a really bad situation. So. And, and were you in a place where you're like, Oh, I don't know about this idea or were you like, Oh, I, I think I could see something happening here. A little bit of both. I think just the way like the pieces fell into place with his job and, we ended up then moving from South Carolina to Florida, like literally in the middle of all of that. And it really was, he's like, I kind of want to put energy into this and not look for a job once we move. And you're like, okay, I'll give you that. Let's try it. But I mean, there's a fear factor there. I mean, you're, it's all new. It's different. I mean, we heard all the, like people don't buy furniture on, you know, computer. Like that's just crazy. Why would you buy a sofa online? Like we heard that rhetoric, like so much. That was totally. We go to Europe and we'd be meeting with these, you know, vendors and Paris, the, the trade shows and things. And they'd be like, no one's going to buy furniture like that without sitting on, on the internet. Nobody will buy a dining table without seeing it first. And mm-hmm. so through the years, it kind of took a lot of practice to kind of convince folks of the business model. And convince ourselves maybe a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think fashion is kind of similar in a sense with like digital, as far as I work with a lot of European brands and especially like the legacy brands, they have been very slow to adopt digital. I mean, still to this day, there are some people that are, that are kind of finally coming around to it. But yeah, I could only imagine it for the furniture industry. Like that was probably pulling teeth for you guys um, to like convince these these vendors or manufacturers. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think furniture is still a vertical. It's a little behind fashion in terms of that, you know, regard. And um, so if you consider what, you know, those big houses are trying to do, to make digital front and center. Um, the furniture industry is still a little bit behind that. Yeah. yeah. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. So, okay, so let's let's dive into it um, because Industry West and in favor of um, is you would call it the accessories company, right? Of Industry West. Yeah. So you guys have these two companies together and you guys started it together. Now you guys have, it's two kids, right? Two kids kids together, two girls, the cutest, by the way. At what point were you like, or was there a point where you're like, I don't know if this is going to work or were you like, no, like this is awesome. Like we, we have a built-in family already. This is our family business. We're going to make it work. Like were there any kind of doubts when you guys were all going into this? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, did you say yes? Yeah, I think I mean, like I think, yeah. this morning, maybe. Yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe that was me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we were running late and, you know, uh, our youngest is four. She had to wear her cowboy boots and, you know, wouldn't put on sneakers. So, uh, you know, there was a little bit of an argument ensuing and that was that. And You have to come in the office of, and you know, figure out just work. Um, but I mean, it does seem somewhat know. natural, though, um, yeah. most of the time. And I think that goes back to a lot That's of a like brain. our um, dynamics from how we uh, interact with the business and the personnel that we have, um, as well as like, you know, as they say, it takes a village. Like we definitely are constantly working on our village, yeah, uh, both from putting it together as well as trying to contribute to it. And I think there are a lot of moments where we're definitely like, what are, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> like This is not working. You know, there's the constantly juggling the calendar and the kids schedules. And I think it's only going to get more difficult, but yeah, especially as they get older, but yeah. did you guys have like an instant connection when you first started working on the business together, or did it take a while for you to kind of figure out this new rhythm and like how it's all going to work? Um, how was that process for you guys? So the funny thing is, I mean, Jordan started the business, even though I've always was in the background and like we traveled a lot together, but I came on board full time about four years ago. There was a huge learning curve. I mean, it's fun. You think it's, oh, you get to spend all day together. It's amazing. Uh, no, it's not. Um, we joke that our offices in the current space we're in, we share a, a door and then mm-hmm. the door stays open. If we're, you know, it's fun conversation, like we're collaborating really well. If one of us annoys each other, we just close the door. That's just kind of the way. Um, I love that. It's, but that's kind of been there our rhythm. Been, there have like, been a I few know. like door slams where like the staff, like you can see some staff from our offices and it's like, <sighs> what, what's going on in there? <laughs> don't, don't go I into just the offices. Yell out, Sorry, I didn't um, need to do that. You can Sorry. tell by the door slam. Of- yeah, the loudness <laughs> of the door being closed. Um, <laughs> but I think there was a learning curve. I think there was a definite learning curve when I faced in full time in terms of role specifically. And then I think that's a continuing conversation. It's been this kind of organic thing that we're doing and we're making it, we always joke, we're making this up as we go mm-hmm. and how we continue to work together with different, as staff grows, responsibilities change, as COVID hits, responsibilities change. When you know oh, that, yeah. you have to shift and be nimble and to do that with your spouse on a daily basis, patience is involved. Humility has very much has to be involved. Some days we nail it. Some days we, that door is closed all day. We'll just say the door does never open between our houses. It stays closed. So I mean, I think it's a learning process. I see. Well, there's something called um, the five commandments of running a successful business with your spouse. I actually found this on Entrepreneur Magazine and I thought it was pretty fascinating. So I'm going to read these commandments off to you guys and you could either agree or disagree or just chime in with kind of your thoughts on it and how you, if you have any like tips for that area. So the very first commandment is division of labor. So pretty much not doing the same thing and kind of dividing and conquering. Do you guys have that? I mean, we definitely do, but I think as a, you know, a growing company always been growing, like we're, people have to chip in all the time during things for things that are not necessarily their job description or responsibility. And especially, you know, for the two of us, maybe Anne is not involved in some part of some creative process, but she kind of comes in on the side and then kind of crosses over with somebody else's work a little bit here and there, not like micromanaging at all, but just definitely like, that's not really part of your job description, but there's definitely value the input of 
each other for those types of things. And then there, there are also things where I'm like, I don't need your feedback on this. Okay. So I'm making yeah. a decision here and that's the end of the story. I so it's also knowing your strengths and weaknesses. Like there's certain areas, like I know I don't need to be involved in a certain meeting because I would not be, I can contribute in all of that because it's just not my wheelhouse and same with Jordan. So, I mean, I think there is a definite understanding and mutual understanding of our gifts or talents. What are your guys' roles, kind of, I guess, titles in the company? I'm CEO of Industry West. I'm co-founder. And then I uh, do a lot with the social responsibility piece with the company and how we can give back to the community uh, locally and then um, also around the country and the world and then do some cool stuff. So Jordan, would you say that you're more of the ops guy? I, I also kind of view you as a creative guy too, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, we have a fantastic COO and operations team um, here in Jacksonville where we're headquartered. But I mean, I'm certainly, you know, working with that team on a day-to-day basis and have found people that do it way better than I could ever do it. I am very involved in the creative process um, yeah. and as well as like catalog development and vendor relationships and just overall, you know, long-term strategy and thinking about, you know, where the future of this industry is and how we can best position ourselves to be successful for a long time. I think another part of your role too is the special projects and just like the amount of collaborators and partnerships that we're approached with on a daily basis is kind of insane. So it's kind of hard to know how to navigate that. And that's something that is part of your skill set. I think you do really well. Um, So that's creative as well. And so what you do is very creative because the partnership side, it, it, even though there's obviously the logistical part of it, you have to kind of think outside of the box of like creative new projects, right? And I yeah. have to say your collaborations on Industry West are amazing. Like you guys find the best of the best, I feel like. And a lot of these brands I've never heard of. So kudos to you guys on that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a big part of like the brand identity is like traveling the world and trying to find, you know, these independent factories and brands that are doing really interesting things in the design space. Yeah. And then how do we introduce that and tell that story is, you know, challenging, but a big part of the process. And I know that you guys travel a lot together. I mean, pre-COVID, would you say that that is part of how you kind of keep business slash relationship kind of exciting? Because I know that you guys both love to travel, correct? Oh, hundred percent. We talked to, we were talking about that this weekend because our rhythm and routine for years has been based on our travel schedule. It, yes, it's work. hundred percent. It's work. Um, but I mean, to go to Paris for work, I mean, come on, like it's, I remember you texting me. I mean, it's kind of like, it sounds, there are worse places to have to go. Yeah. I mean, so then we always have made an effort when we do these trips together, even if there's teams of people coming with us and colleagues, like we do make an effort once we're there, like we do a day together or we do definitely a meal together. So there's some sense of like, okay, we're away from our kids for work. Yes. But let's be intentional. We are away from, with, from our kids for work. Let's, you know, spend some time together and make it worth it. Yeah. That's, I think that's really healthy and it's important to just remind yourself that yes, it is work, but we're here in this amazing place and we might as well like do something special together. Right. And I remember getting texts from you and like, come down, we're having a drink, like come <laughs> join us in Paris. I don't know why I didn't, but I, 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 I always, another opportunity. It will happen. Yes. Yeah. Another, another time very soon. But I just remember thinking to myself when I got that text, I was like, wow, it seems like they really enjoy just being 
together and traveling. And I was like, that's awesome because it, you can easily take it as, oh, it's a work trip. It's a business trip, but to make it exciting and fun, I think you guys do a really good job at that. I mean, I think that's a big part of development of the the brand too, has been around like the places you travel, the materials you interact with that you haven't seen used that way before, or the new hotels that are opening up and wherever, and like seeing innovative ways people are, you know, fashioning spaces and like, how do we, um, develop products and um, ideas around those things. And so it doesn't form a lot of like our product development and catalog development for sure. I mean, you have to say too, when we were privately owned, so everything that you see on the site, I mean, Jordan, one way or another has like seen or touched it. So it's curated kind of through his lens and and me too. So, I mean, there is that, I mean, so you said earlier, he's, he is creative. Like he does have an eye to see trends and things. And that has kind of been I think come to life on Industry West over the years, 100%. Yeah. And so you guys probably have to be continuously inspired to be able to do what you do. So like traveling together, like going to, I don't know, the latest hotel or the museums or whatever it is to find that source of inspiration, restaurants, and also use that as an excuse to hang out together. I mean, I think that's great. Actually funny, like our, uh, we hired our controller, you know, for six or seven years ago and was kind of like, okay, um, they're going to start seeing uh, where we're eating dinner and uh, what hotels we're staying at. So um, we've got to be a little more careful. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that. I've worked too hard. To like, <laughs> You guys deserve it. You guys have been working for years and years now to get to where you're at. So, okay. So it's the second commandment of running a successful business um, with your spouse is setting work and personal hours. Do you guys do that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to say and be amazing and be like, yeah, of course. No, it's so fluid. Like we, every, like it's so fluid. I we'll think this, it's, it's hard. I don't know how people can do it. I really I don't. Mean, you hear, this is one of the top things that people talk, talk about working together. It's always like, you, you know, you have to balance your, the, the work life and then the personal life. I'm like, who the heck are you talking to that does that? I don't know. Like, I respect, really if somebody can do it, that, I respect you. And you really oh my gosh. love your work and you, you have a growing company and, uh, this group of people that you're spending all day with, you're going to come home at night at five 30. You're, you're going to be talk. talking about it. You're going like, to talk a little bit. You're going to also talk dinner. to your kids about their day at school. You're going to talk about the fact that you didn't salt the soup enough or whatever, but you're <laughs> going to talk about work a lot. And we do, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. I, I think one, these commandments were created for people without kids. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah. And I, then also to, I think it's different when you are, entrepreneur and you started something and you're still kind of that, that is your baby, right? Because at the end of the day, it's, there's no checkout time. There's no moment where you're like, okay, not going to think about it. Not going to talk about it. Of course, especially when the kids are around, you have to be a little bit more intentional to talk about them and like what they did throughout the day. But then, especially if you're running a business together, that's what you guys are both passionate about and naturally going to talk about, right? Yeah. I definitely agree with you guys on that. Yeah. And I think you know, one of the the greatest joys that I think we have at this point and where we are is is the maybe the ability to be able to do that is to be able to talk about work more home and then be able to talk about the kids more at work. Yeah, um, we do. That's true. That actually. happens too. I just before we got online here, Anne was like, I got an update about our four year old's day at school, so we've had to debrief her little playground you know, drama on week so, two. So I mean, just I mean, we're talking. We're just doing life. It's a story together. I probably wouldn't have heard. You know, had we not been, I would have forgotten there. to tell so, her probably. Um, yeah. That's a big part of our ability to like make, you know, that's a good point. Spend as much time with, with the kids at this point as we can. 
And I think it's about integration now. And that's why we built Bumo because we felt, as you guys know, our narrative was why does parenting and work have to be so separate? Like, why do they have to live on its own island? Like, why can't we all live together in this on this island together, right? One, because there's no support system. So now the question is, how do we immerse the two together and integrate this new reality, which is being able to take your kids to work, uh, being able to still have a functioning, great, thriving relationship with your kids, even if you're a working parent. And I think this kind of bleeds into this conversation of running a successful business with your spouse is that the two can live together, right? But I also think that you have to be like emotionally sensitive and aware if like maybe the other partner is not having a great day or like maybe doesn't want to talk about it, right? Like I'm, I'm sure that you guys have that down, like figured out with each other to a science where it, it's like, oh, Anne looks like she's a little off today. Maybe I shouldn't talk about just work or whatever. Do you guys have those kind of moments as well? Yeah, we have safe words. And, uh, ah, I love that. <laughs> we, we, uh, I feel like that's, I mean, you said it better than I did, but I think I'm like, maybe we, I, th- th- there's definitely like a sensitivity. There has to yeah, be. There is. I mean, that's the part of it. If you want to talk about not taking it home, it's like when you do walk in the door, yeah, we're going to talk about work probably a little bit throughout the evening, but if it was a really rough day and it was, there was a lot going on, like we try not to like mm. harp on some of those things that might kind of turn into something that could, you know, arguments and things like that. But yeah, uh, but yeah you have to be more emotional. I'm more aware of Anne's emotional sensitivity during the day than at most of my other staff. So and it probably goes, oh, it goes both ways. for you as well. Yeah. I think yeah. we're also pretty, our weekends are pretty sacred spaces for us with the, our family. Like, yeah, we'll talk shop a little bit, but like we really do like just being home with our kids. So like there is this sense of like an unplugging on the weekends we've done really, I think, especially since during COVID and as things have sorted kind of picked back up, like even this past weekend, we just, the girls played and we hung out. We didn't talk work that much, but just trying to be intentional to be present with them, um, especially on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Okay. This one, I already know your answer to it because I don't know who wrote this. It's, it's really interesting. It's really interesting to me because I'm like, I don't know if this is actually possible. So the number three commandment of running a successful business with your spouse is pretending you aren't working together. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? I'm trying to understand like where this is coming from. I think we're, I mean, I, I would guess where that's coming from is like the, it's, you enjoy, you both enjoy it so much that it's just an extension of. Yeah. Oh, is that okay. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I took it, maybe this is probably so wrong. I took it like as if I had a marketing degree, you had a finance degree and like pretending that we, like, no, that's wrong. We don't work in the same department. We don't work in the same department. I don't uh, know. Okay. Okay. I think that's wrong too. We both, we, we're, we're wrong. But yeah, I agree. Maybe, maybe that's what it meant. It meant that if you are. Oh, it's supposed to be not work. It's supposed to like, feel like it's not work. Maybe if it's not work, it doesn't feel like work because you love it so much or something like that. Yeah. No, we're still so that way. I, I think, <laughs> I think there, I mean, there's a lot of time too, where we're not working together side by side. I mean, yeah. like that's uh, maybe a misconception some people have, but I mean, I'm uh, at our distribution center with our ops team and finance ends with her, the favor team, which I don't really cross over with at all. I mean, meetings all day. Like I, there are a lot of days where I'll come home and I'll like, how was your day? I didn't see you today. I mean, there's, you know, what happened just like you would at any, if you worked at separate companies, mm. um, but 
Yeah, it doesn't feel sometimes like we were I feel together. like I, I like that because it seems like it's separate, but still together, which is the whole concept of Bumo, right? It's like you're separate because you're on the opposite sides of the building and you're not with your kid, but you're still together, right? So you could still have those conversations of how is your day like? Like, what did you do today? And, you know, and catching up in that sense, since you guys are not necessarily in the same department, right? Right. Right. I, mean, I totally I, misread that entire one. I totally messed <laughs> same, up. Same, same. I did too. Open for interpretation. Open for interpretation. It's interesting. I do think that the whole working together thing is not for everybody, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, we've been together for a long time and are fortunate to be very good friends outside of partners. And I think that makes a big difference. But I mean, to be honest, the last 18 months, everybody's been kind of working together. Uh, they might be working for the same company, but they're sharing a wall or a room, right? Um, and, you know, you've, you've noticed a lot of people like, can't wait to get back to the office or they just don't want to be together anymore or whatever else. So I think that that's a big part of it. And people usually ask me, what's the secret of like being able to work with your spouse? And I always give the same answer, which is just like, you really have to like your spouse. And I think that is not to sound sappy, but that's, that is a gift that has allowed us to be able to do that. Hopefully it continues. I'm feeling pretty good about it, but um, it's a good day. You know, we'll see about tomorrow brings. Uh, but I think that's like the biggest thing. So in terms of act like you're not working together, I mean, it, it's, I, I'm not sure how to read that question, but I, I can see. Yeah, I don't like those. that one. I don't know if I like that one. Yeah, same. But I, I do like that you brought up that you actually have to like your spouse. The amount of people that I know that actually don't like their spouse. I mean, it's it's obviously everyone has their moments, their good times and the bad times, but especially going into business with them. I think this could be the make or break, right? Because maybe you could handle not liking your spouse if you are not with them all the time, right? But then when you're actually with someone working together on the same vision, under the same roof, you know, raising kids together and married, you really have to generally like them, like as people that you just want to hang out with, right? Because that, that I think that should be the number one rule of running a successful business. Not that I know because I've never ran a business with my partner, but just saying, <laughs> that seems like the most obvious thing. You have to like your spouse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> most things. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, number four commandment, which we kind of talked about already, which is create your own space. And you guys already talked about how you have that door separating. Sometimes the door is closed. Sometimes it's open. So would you say that that is kind of integral to having your own space to be, to be able to, to be together all day? I think, yes. And I think allowing our roles in the company to continue, I said it earlier, to evolve and grow and change. I mean, that CEO is different, but like, I think that's allowed us to have some separate space within the company. Like Jordan said earlier, like he will overlap a little bit with the favor team, but like, that's kind of my space with my team members, my colleagues, it overlaps in industry West, but it's, that's created a separation, which has, I think, been very healthy. I think at face value, like that having your own space, like as much as I just said about how much I enjoy each, we enjoy each other's company, like I could not work in the same room oh, all no. day. Like no way. In chance. We work like, so differently. Um, I'm on the phone all day long. Um, he has a TV in his office. Like, you know, whatever CNBC or a podcast going on. Like I have like 
No. High ADD, like have to have distractions oh going on. And I'm like, I think of something and I'll like pick up the phone and call somebody or his office. We're in his office right now. And his office is so neat. His desk is like so clean. And mine is like the clutter crazy. Like just, just stuff is everywhere. Like it drives him crazy. But then you just mentioned that he needs background noise. He's kind of here and there and like he'll do multiple things, but then his desk is clean. Um, I would expect the opposite. Like, you know, it's strange. (laughs) It is strange. Like, and I don't like a lot of noise on when I work, but my office is like a disaster. Like I, it's just. Oh, me and you and we're we're on the same wavelength. I could be in the same office with you. Maybe it might be a disaster though. It might be a disaster. Yeah. I might have to come work for you guys at some point and I'll be on the favorite team in that case. (laughs) Yeah. Same. I cannot work with any noise. Like it has to be dead silent. And if it's music, it has to be instrumental music because the minute that I hear words, I start thinking about the words they're saying. It just has to be so silent for me in order to actually get stuff done. But then because I'm a creative, I'm slightly unorganized and I like my desk, like I find comfort in like piles of things. So now, so one of the more challenging things is being able to carve out your own time individually, especially with the kids where they are yeah. working together all day. I got to play golf on Friday, my, my, one of my hobbies with some of the boys. And it was like the first time I'd done that in months. And I'm like, this needs to happen more frequently. Mm-hmm. Like you need to get away a little bit with COVID and everything the last year and a half. Like that's definitely been something that's lost is like your own whether it's your workout yeah. time or whatever, you know, getting back on the schedule and getting that, like is one of the more important things yeah, to like individual good... health for both of us is yeah. to be able to like have your sanctuary, meditation time, workout, mm-hmm. just relaxing, uh, whatever it is, like that's hard to get mm-hmm. uh, as busy as we are. So having separate time just for you guys to do your own things is really right. important. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it creates, yeah, it maintains a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Anne? What do you do on your kind of like time off? I need a hobby, Chriselle. I need a hobby. Girl, I'm just like, I was just thinking that I the other day. Question. I hate that question too. And I'm sorry I had to ask you, but I'm trying to figure <laughs> that out too. I, I feel like a lot of men, they naturally have their things like, oh, I do golf or some sort of sport or, but then because I'm not a sporty person, sometimes I have a hard time figuring out what, what would that be? Would it be yoga? But yoga is boring to me. I tried it. (laughs) Um, My girls are horseback riding. So I'm like, maybe I should take on horseback riding. But then I'm like, oh shit. Like if I fall off the horse, like I will probably be out and not be able to do my job. So that's, that there's too much risk there at my age. My girls can fall off and they'll bounce right back because they're so young, you know? But my team would literally kill me if I like fell off and couldn't like shoot anymore. Like we're out of business. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't do that. What hobbies are anymore. Like how do you- like, I don't know. You like cook, I have things I'd like, like to fashion, start doing. Like I'd like to read out, more. Pure bar or whatever. Like there's lots of things you do. We all I do. love like, reading. I love reading, but I want to like go out and do something. Like I, I'm naturally introverted. So I like being at home, which reading, I could read all day, but it just like allows me to be in my comfort zone, which is just staying at home. Right. So I want to no, do just, something. I, I don't know. And you and I should figure something out. We're going to brainstorm hobbies. Um, I'm also an introvert. So I love being at home. So I, I'm going to come up with something. 
have, I mean, like, I think things like I'd love to journal more, but I'm never going to do that. I'd love to, <laughs> like what you said, I'd love to meditate more. I'd never, I'm not going to do that. Like yeah. I know myself well enough at this point. You spend a lot of time planning travel. I love, I'm, travel. I will be in my next life. I'm going to be a travel agent, um, essentially, um, uh, because I love to plan trips. Wait. And when is your birthday? November. I'm in November. Oh, okay. Never mind. For some reason, I thought you were an Aries. I was getting Aries vibes from you. The last commandment of running a business successfully with your spouse is celebrating your successes together. Would you guys say that that's something that you already do? I think what what this point is getting at, and by the way, as I mentioned earlier, these are commandments that I got from Entrepreneur Magazine. So I do agree with some of them. I don't agree with also some of them. But this one I do agree with because... I think that it's so easy, especially as you're running a business to think of high level things, right? Of like, we want to get here, right? We're only here, but we want to get all the way to the top and we have a long ways to go. So it's easy for people, and I'm guilty of this as well all the time, even though there are little moments of wins, they're not the actual big win that we want to get. So we easily just kind of quickly move past them and not celebrate them and just be like, okay, well, we got to keep going. We need to, we need to work harder to get to where we're at. And that is kind of how I ran my business for the past 10 years. And a lot of the things that I look back on in hindsight, I'm like, man, those were like really big moments in my career. I wish I actually, you know, stopped and celebrated them. So I would imagine that as partners, you have a doll. That's a pretty cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you guys. Yeah. And so I think it's not overlooking the small wins and being able to recognize them and celebrating those together. And yeah, something that I'm still working on. I'm, I'm not sure about you guys, but it's something that I'm not really great at. I think we are pretty much. Yes. And I mean, I say, yes, I think we are. I think our, we're celebrating our 10 year anniversary as a company this year in 2021. And it's been an interesting exercise the past few months because we've had to literally write down those successes over the past 10 years. And some of them are very small, like our first hire in the company. Like that is, that's not small, but you know, that's something we should, like you said, celebrated more at the moment, but like reflecting back is I think always easier than to celebrate because you are like, oh my God, we should have celebrated that in the moment, but I don't know. I think a lot of it is like what you frame the day and the week and the the quarter or whatever you want to say with in terms of like yeah, what kind of true. attitude you bring to the table, how positive you are about, you know, the work you're doing in the future. And um, when you are looking for little wins, it's like easy to celebrate them, you know, mm-hmm. but when you yeah, start focusing on all this, the, the shit that's difficult and hard, which is thing are things that you should be working on. Like that's what fixed. It's harder to celebrate the wins. But I think the fact that we're sitting here having this conversation about working together is probably a big win, you know, in terms of like something to celebrate and to be in business as long as we have been without, you know, private equity or venture backing or anything like that. And to continue on and growing a team organically in that regard, like, I think it's easy for us. And we do talk about this intentionally and often around like where we are and what we've created based on the people we've hired and surrounded ourselves with. And, you know, we couldn't do this without all those people. And so I think, yes, we're constantly trying to improve like the culture and the the team and everything like that. But I feel like the the mindset that we bring to every day allows you to kind of look around and say like, pinch yourself and say like, we've done this together as a team of individuals, as a company, as an organization, that is like a major success in and of itself. I mean, if someone had told me 10, 12 years ago that 
I'd be doing this if we'd be doing this right now. And to be at the scale with the number of people that we have, I would have been like, no, I don't There's think no so. Way. You yeah. Know? So yeah, that's incredible, which kind of brings me to my next question. Do you guys have a really memorable moment that kind of lives in your brain rent-free that always constantly plays over and over again or like every year that you've shared working together, whether it be like a really funny moment or a crazy like chaotic moment, um, but something that like, you always like, remember when this happened? Do you guys have like a story that you could share? I mean, there's so many moments of it's like- It's like they're little. Of, like, I mean, they're not that, I mean, to, yeah. Through little of, moments, I feel like of uh of traveling and being places. I think as an extension of like the work we've been doing, and just yeah. I mean, th- there are a lot of those that stand out, and meeting people and having really interesting conversations with you know other business folks. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. not a great. So that's there's not, just there's so many. Extreme. I can just think of like you know meeting well, you, you know meeting, meeting you, you. Randomly, like you know <laughs> like like having this connection where we. Um, you know, we're able to say like really believing in what you guys were doing and are doing with Bumo and like love to be involved. I think this is a really needed place in, in the market for families and with kids that are that are trying to, you know, kick ass and also be amazing parents. Like yeah. that's a that that's like, but there's like a lot of that type of stuff that's happened. So like we try to really foster those things. So maybe that's oh, why so I'm not I'm not the only one. I'm not that um, special. No, but. yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> Uh, I'm just anyways, kidding. I'm just kidding. Nothing, nothing stand like totally is like the, the, the one thing, but I think um, there's just there are a lot of experiences and moments where I think I've been able to. I mean that's that. yeah. I mean that's that's awesome. I, I I could tell that you know when we first met you, we're like, wow, this like you guys just got it and it just seemed like you guys were very in sync with one another. So I'm sure that you guys have a lot of those little moments happening all the time. Like we have like, like the two of us, like we're always looking for like, like good people and trying to raise like the sort of thing, like trying to raise good humans. And I think a lot of our interactions have been around like those moments, like that I can think back of like those moments when you're like, yeah, they're, they're good humans. They're our type of people. Yeah. And those are people that show, you know, a lot of, you know, grit, determination, character, humility, mm-hmm. you know, hard work, all those things. And so you meet people like that and there are indelible impressions that are kind of left yeah. as a result of those experiences. And, and we've continued to, I can think of so many of our, you know, factory partners that are now good friends that, you know, we share meals and experiences together. And um, it's really an interesting to kind of grow that network in that regard, but we're always looking for good humans. So, yeah, you know, um, what is, and this is the last question, what is the most rewarding part of working together and raising a family together? Spending every day with like your best friend. I mean, I think Jordan said it earlier. I mean, we do like each other a lot and there's good days, bad days, but I mean, being able to do that on a daily basis for me, has been really rewarding. It's been also to take that energy home and be with our family and our kids. Like, you know, I mean, I can't, I have to catch myself when I complain too much because I'm like, you know, life's pretty good. Mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, I, I mean, I agree with that. This is kind, of, kind of comes off as a little bit of like a love story, but maybe it is, you know? Um, so I should try to celebrate that more often. And um, but I agree, like just the, the ability to like, you know, pick up our kids, kids and, yeah. and then be able to drop them off the next day. That's nice too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But, um, but yeah, just to, to be able to, to choose how you spend your time and um, work hard and, and uh, parent hard and, and try to spouse 
partner hard too. So <laughs> I love that. I love that being intentional with kind of every element of each role, like being a parent, a spouse, business partner, all of that. We don't take, we don't take it too seriously. I mean, there's just, uh, it doesn't matter what anybody has to bring to the table in terms of, you know, folks we're working with or partnering with, like we're not super serious people. No one has their know. shit together. Yeah. As it says. So, so um, nobody does, you know, something we learned a little like pretty early on that, uh, yeah, nobody has it all together. So we're we all start. figuring it out every single day. So, Absolutely. well, thank you guys. Are there any, I don't know, launches or new plans or anything that we should be aware of for industry West and in favor? Yes. There are some really cool design collabs coming to life in 2022 furniture wise. Stay your eyes open. They'll be pretty cool. And those are in production now. So we should be getting pieces in relatively soon. How exciting. Um, and if you want to talk about those. Yeah, no, just some, some really awesome product drops in the next six to nine months that we've worked on for a year and a half or so. So really excited about that. And, um, you know, we didn't get into like the specifics of the business now, but we're definitely, you know, working through making sure that we get product to people on time with what's happening globally. Mm. And uh, we're really excited about our ability to be able to do that and, and navigate that. So, but the product mix coming up is going to change uh, fairly uh, substantially. So yeah, that's been a lot of work. I am and- so excited. You guys have to send me the line sheet because I want to see what's coming out. Also, where can people find you guys, like your social handles for the companies? Sure. Uh, at Industry West and then hashtag in favor of. Yep. Industrywest.com, in favor of.com. Awesome. And find uh, us. We're there. That's where we are. We're a lot of fun. Well, thank you guys so much for this. This was incredible. And I hope that I get to see you guys soon. You guys have to come visit Bumo sometime. I know we were trying to make that work last time. We'll be in LA. We're going to, things, I mean, things are not opening up sort of, but they kind of are, but we will. Okay. And also we've been in New York offices open again. We've got our staff back there. It's been back for six months. So if you're in New York, we're we're up there quite a bit now. So I'm actually coming to New York soon. So I'm going to email you guys my date so we can make something happen. Do it. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And it would mean the world to me if you took a second to rate, review, and follow. It really is the best way to support the show. And don't forget to head over to our Instagram for more parenting tips and inspiration at Bumo Parent. And if you guys are looking for high quality virtual education for your little ones, ages one through seven years old, make sure to check out at Bumo Brain on Instagram or go to www.bumobrain.com. We have a wide range of topics that your little ones will surely get so excited about from Dr. Kid to Chef Math to our foreign language program. We have all sorts of languages. Forbes called Bumo Brain the classroom of the future and it really is the best platform for early learners. Go to www.bumobrain.com to learn more.